Welcome to episode 101 of the Muck Podcast, an affiliate of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary! Who else? Who is at this table today? Well, I can tell you I'm very excited. (laughs) I'm very, very excited. So, of course, we have our number one fan, Barefoot Lobo. Barefoot. Also named Nathan. Nathan. Oh, no. But we call you no. Barefoot. Barefoot's fine. No. It's just Thank Barefoot. You. Thank you. It's like, we even had an episode called It's Just Barefoot because it's That's right. just Barefoot. And we've been asking him for a few, like a couple months maybe, I think, yeah. to stop by and just sit in on the episode. Yeah. And here you are. You're and able here, to be here. Yeah, he finally made time for us. <laughs> he lives like two seconds away. I, that feels like shade, but I'm going to be, I'll, you know what? It's, it's fair. It's fair. And I'll take it. But so then, um, like so then I said to Tina, Hey, um, maybe you should ask your sister-in-law if she wants to come on to the podcast today. <laughs> Since Barefoot knows Yolanda. Yes. And that would be And Yolanda's amazing. Hi. Hi. Oh my God. Do I Yolanda. sound weird? No, no, you sound amazing. Is, is it like microphone voice? Yeah, but I'm micro- a little... microphone voice is hot. Yes. Oh, I usually sound yes. like a chipmunk. No. no. And, okay. No. If I can own that, that's fine. No. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about Yolanda for a second. Oh, Lord. <laughs> can, I, can I talk about Yolanda? Because okay. I feel like every time you, and since you don't really listen, I'm going to tell uh, but, you. Okay, every but, time but her, uh, her parents do. That's okay. I, I listen <laughs> sporadically. I'm not consistent, but you know, I know who you people are. <laughs> and, and she did bring us our number one fan. Exactly. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's exactly. I probably would have never heard of this if Yolanda yeah. didn't tell me Yolanda. this is something you would enjoy. I knew right. he'd get a kick out of it because we were drinking on his couch. Our number and one I was, fan. And he's, he's a, 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 a politic fanboy. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, you know what? My sister-in-law is doing a little something mm. and I think you might enjoy it. And then here we are. And here we are. You do that. I would have never known about this podcast specifically if it wasn't the fact that Yolanda said to me, yeah. go listen to this. So, And I've been listening since episode one. Fell yes. Up. I know. The best. Woo, woo, woo. The best. Always I mean, supportive. Cool. The, amazing. But we need you to do that about a hundred million more times. If you could I'll spread try. that word for her. Thank I'll you. Try. Thank you very much. <laughs> she talks to I like, so many people. I like bringing people together. I'm a person collector. Just <laughs> like, I just like different types of people and different things, cultures, so, and just, yeah. you know, I, I don't say no to anybody unless you're a racist dick. But oh, okay. No, that's yeah. a good, but, that's know. a good rule. So yes. are you still collecting people? Are you available? Can you collect me into your... Yeah, I got room on my shelf. Mm. Good to know. Good to know, Tina. Very, very good to know. Oh my! So we have guests. I'm so fucking excited. I'm so excited. And hi to your mom and dad, who your dad like totally loves me, which I feel like I'm in with this family. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'll come by and say hi to him. Okay. When I pick you up to go to lunch or whatever. Um, so let's talk about some things. Let's talk about some things. Okay. First of all, oh God. we had a giveaway last week. Oh, yes. So we had an amazing giveaway. Right. We gave away the Emma Collum won the Ruth Bader Ginsburg yes. Funko Pop. Yes. And from the middle, and Nancy Fry won, won the t-shirts. The t-shirts. And then <gasps> Super um, Media Bros. Super Media Bros won the Zoom call with us, which is so cool. Yes. They're in our Odd Pods family, so we get to meet those guys. Yes, and the barbecue. Oh, and the get, grab them by the brisket. Yes. <laughs> they I, won our amazing Florida, Florida yeah. tacky oh, tourist yeah. uh, gift giveaway. <laughs> I just want everybody listening want to know that this was not rigged because I didn't win shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was so mad about it. Oh, I wanted that. Uh, but I wanted look, that here argument. you are. <laughs> I thought it's yeah. not a Zoom call. You're but literally it's a, on the podcast. You, <laughs> you know what? I I wasn't counting my blessings. You're absolutely right. Thank you for coming. All right. And I brought you a hat for your birthday, <gasps> which had been sitting there for a long time. I'm glad you got it. Yay. Um, so then we went, and I want you know, speaking of that hat, we went to um, Invasive Species Brewing yes. on Friday. And saw Friday? Yeah. And we the saw Bluebird. Amazing Bluebird. Yeah. Shocks. Oh my gosh, Jacques. Jacques. He's, and he's married now. He's married. So happy. But, he, but he's doing so much with Anti-Hate Adventure Boys. So if you guys have yeah. not gone to check that out, please do because proceeds go and support um, an amazing project that he's working on, a yeah. skate park. Mongoose skate. Yeah. So awesome. you got to check them out. You got to follow. You got to. Yeah. Got to do it. So I want to say another thing before we get into some shitty stories oh, for the week. I um, some, so Lauren so Book, much. who I pretty much tore apart on episode 99. Yes. I'm going to offer a, a little, little apology. A little, very small. Do you understand how small that is? It's Minuscule. Tiny. That's Chip Lamarck's dick size. <laughs> um, so, fuck you, Chip. Come fight me. Go fuck yourself, Chip Lamarcka. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so it came out this week that she, which I had heard this yes. when I went off, and I really didn't give a fuck about it, and I still don't think this is an excuse, but she uh, had to. She's working with the FBI because she has been. Uh, she's been harassed. blackmailed. Yes, someone. Which, she, someone this is this saying that, not they, that this should not happen to anyone. It should yeah. not happen to our electeds. We've seen it happen to people. You know, I don't know. Somebody I, says they have nude or semi-nude photos of her and asked for money in exchange for these photos. So I had heard that when she missed that vote. She was talking to the FBI. She missed a huge vote. She's the Senate Majority Leader for the Democrats in the Florida Senate. Yes. And she missed a huge vote last week or two weeks yeah. ago. And this is, they're saying this is why. Now, I don't know if that's true. It takes five seconds to fucking vote. You just go out there and say yay or nay, and you yes. go. You could talk to the FBI later. I mean, I don't especially like anybody getting harassed or whatever. Especially but. if it's an important, like here, we're in the state of yeah. Florida. Every mm. vote from our mm. senators need to be cast. Mm-hmm. Whether so, or not it makes a difference, yeah. but it needs to be on the record. Yeah. Anyway, that's okay. how I feel about it. Like a little bit, a little apology, but not a big one because I still think you could have talked to them. And Alfredo was like, doesn't this matter? I said, oh, please, please. Call our EP. Okay. So what so do you want to get in first? You want to get in the Supreme Court? Or you want to get into the shooting in Michigan? Which, which uh, wonderful event do you want to start with? Let's start with abortion. Okay. So we're losing our rights us. come yeah. June. I hope everybody at the table is okay with that. I know Barefoot's angry. Yeah. Uh, it's awful. They're this gone. is awful. What do you think, Yolanda? Um, I think if you are not someone that uh, has the ability to give birth Mm -hmm. um, and does not know or understand, I guess, the the importance of it, the autonomy of it, the what's the point of it? I mean, unless if you're going to outlaw this, if you're going to, you know, or what services are you going to put in place to supplement child care? Right. Are you going to, you know, boost up the foster care system? Are you going to boost up, you know, the education system? Yes, uh, Social said. services? What are, you, what are you doing? Is it like, is it, for them, it's almost like the collector's toy kind of thing. It's like they only care about the thing once it's in, if it's inside the box. Yeah. Once it's outside the box, there's oh. no value to it. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, these aren't toys. These are people. Right. Yeah. These are people's lives. And, and are, even forcing and to carry the baby is insane. Exactly, insane. because there, there are a lot of mitigating circumstances that, you know, it, it's inhumane to 
force an underage girl to carry a child yes. that's you know from mm. rape but but and i there's, I, there's, I but think it's even just a outside of the right. rape mm-hmm. outside of the rape issue i think if a woman gets pregnant and she does not want to carry a baby to term regardless if it was an assault or not a, an assault she has the right to say i don't want to carry this baby we yeah it's autonomy. Yeah. It's, it's a it's, human right. It's, you know, it's like how many, you know, I haven't looked at the legal books, but how many laws are on the books that regulate men's bodies? Zero. It's, I'm going to say you zero. Know, you know, but yeah. it's every, it's so many I mean, functions. Other than of jerking female. off in public, I can pretty much do whatever I want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can jerk off in public if you want. No one's complaining. <laughs> if you go to like a, a go on clothing barefoot. optional beach, maybe. I don't know. Just right. <laughs> go in the water. Oh, okay. no. No. <laughs> Wait, Dear don't you God. protect turtles? You don't want turtles around that mess. <laughs> Humans are the fucking worst. Do you understand they, what we're doing? Listen, they we're swim everything. fast once they're in the water. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just don't do it on top of a nest. Oh, yes, my no. God. Okay. okay. What, and then we don't have Why are you regulating my body? It's already been fertilized. We don't need I'm to fertilize it again. I'm going to have to fight you on the beach. Okay? What no. is happening? That sounds hot. <laughs> so this. I'm not going to be caught on like mansplaining any of this to, to women who have to deal with it. But I will talk to dudes for just a second. Mm. Sack up, fellas. Like this is not a woman's issue. It's a human rights issue. Mm-hmm. What happens is, is if we take a, a woman's right to choose is inherent to them as a human being, if we take away safe options from them through legislation, we're failing our fellow human beings. It's mm. just that simple. Yep. So sack up, fellas. Like Women don't need us to be their protectors. They don't need us to be their Vikings and all that bullshit. What they need us to be is involved in a discussion that is important. And I think that if, if I could say anything to dudes, it's... It, Put your big boy pants on, mm. get in the fight. Because what happens is with any marginalized group, what we think is equality is giving them a bite to eat instead of inviting them to the table. Mm. And what we need to do right now for men specifically is get out of your own fucking way and join the fight. Liberal right. men right now sit this out. Yeah. They thank always you. say, well, you know, I'm going to let the ladies talk about oh, this. This is God. important for, this is a women's issue. Let's push one. It's cowardice. Mm. Get in the fight and do something. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is, is the second you make this a women's issue, it will be ignored. It, 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 that's proven throughout the history of politics in this country, right? Anything, anything that is a woman's fight or a marginalized group's fight continues to be ignored. Make it a human rights issue and make it your issue. And that's the yeah. most important well, thing. And the do. reason why it's, not, it's also not a women's issue is we don't get pregnant out of nowhere. Right. Right. There's someone else involved there. And you can only get pregnant once every nine months. Yes. Mm. As opposed to a man can fuck a woman every day. This every is an, year, this is an incredible point. Yeah. If we're going to legislate a body, legislate men's Thank bodies. Thank you. Because we're the ones that can literally impregnate right. a woman every single day. And but then, asking and, a woman to carry a, a, a pregnancy to term because we think it's a moral obligation of ours to protect children. Yeah, no. You're allowed to hit that on the head. Like I, I don't, I don't even have a better explanation other than you don't build the infrastructure. And I hate to talk about kids around infrastructure, but you don't build the infrastructure for a woman to carry a, a pregnancy to term and then provide for that child. If they don't, if they're unable or 
uh, right. incapable. Like we don't provide mental health services for women. No. Right. We don't uh, for anybody really, but for women specifically, we don't provide adoption services. I mean, like the prenatal we, care, all of those things. And everyone who says pr- adoption, parental leave, adoption, paid parental leave, adoption, adoption, mm-hmm. where the, the foster care system is, is already stressed. It's already over. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. where, who's taking care of these children? And right. then like Yolanda mentioned earlier, once they age out, once they're out of the box, nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. And these are the same people who are death penalty supporters, right? So it's mm. like, let's save a life, but they will, they will fry somebody in a second if they feel like, you know, they're not a law and order person. I Give think, me a break. I, I think that the, 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 I, I think that anybody listening to this that is uh, objecting to abortion on, on moral grounds, which I did the majority of my life. Yeah. Right. Or on religious grounds. And I, I'm not here to, to shame religion. I'll leave that to other people. But the fact of the matter is you've been sold a bill of goods. Like the Republican party doesn't care. The conservatives don't care about moral obligations because guess what happens when they get somebody pregnant? They they have the money to pay for it. They have the money. But the majority of Americans believe in being a a right to an abortion. Majority of Americans. This is not an issue where it's like, you're not going to get reelected. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So why don't you just get on the right side of this? But the issue has become, and it's, it's all, I'm sorry, Tina. And also it's not only just about abortion. It's about protecting safe abortion because Mm -hmm. this is not going to stop that from happening. It's only going to stop having a safe and clean place to have that kind of um, healthcare, which is what it is. Right, and the majority of people who say uh, that they support abortion, but they have elected people mm-hmm. who fill judges' seats who now are going to make decisions based on a minority of people and not the majority of people, and that's why we're going to be screwed. Well, yeah, we're, well, we because these are about, lifetime mm-hmm. seats, and it's over. It's over. We could fight with conservatives on this all day, but moderate liberals need to get on board too. Oh, please. Like, Yolanda made the most valid point. If you want to, if you want to, quote unquote, lower the amount of abortions in this com- country, the, the simple answer is provide options, mm-hmm. provide access to health care, provide access to contraceptives for both men yeah. and women, and then teach real life sexual education. Mm. Oh, yeah. Abstinence they don't want that. I know, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. don't want that. <laughs> like uh, you made when, the last time I was here, you talked yeah. about one of the things is like they teach abstinence in school. Yeah. No. <laughs> Teenagers are Nobody's going to abstain from sex. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. They're hormonal young people. Right. Well, I guess we're going to have to wait please. until June to find out. Oh, God. But by then, it's going to be passed. The, the, that Texas law will be passed in Florida but before June. So Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? States are going to piggyback off of this Mississippi yeah. law. Yeah. Well, like, this that's is what why they're going to do. Happened. Well, that's yeah. why Ruth Bader Ginsburg didn't want it to go through the Supreme Court in the first place. Right. She knew that this was going to happen, that it was going to be torn apart. It's not a... I don't know. Well, I saw a map. They had a, um, I forget who put it out. Maybe it was Planned Parenthood or maybe it was like Ruthless. Um, but it was a map of what is going to be the, um, like sort of the harbor states for abortion. Mm-hmm. And it was very few. There was very few states. And then there were, you know, semi, you know, these states that, that semi say Florida was one of them. Like it's on the edge of like not being obviously, but for the most part in the country, there's going to be very few places for people to go, and it's all on the coastal side, of course. Imagine being a yeah. poor woman in Mississippi. Well, that's where, where are you going? Trying it's all to get, where are you going? Yeah. yeah well, try, imagine being a poor woman in Mississippi, and you're talking about harbor states, but imagine being a poor woman that can't buy a bus ticket. Yeah. And why are we 
That's why we, why we have these emer- and it's going to be now these emergency funds like they have the Broward Women's Emergency Fund that that funds which is incredible. Um, Wef, go sources, check, yeah, check them out. Yeah, to help women have access to abortion who can't yeah. afford it. It's ridiculous. And the last time I talked to Ingrid, she was telling me there's a lot of women that come to Florida. Yes, to to use that fund. So there's mm-hmm. people actually still coming here because all these states around us are yeah fucked. Okay. Okay. So there's more just Hi, joy Yolanda. that we're talking about. How are you doing? About. You going, doing good? I'm chilling. Okay. Let me know <laughs> if you need me to hold your hand if you're scared or anything. I just, okay. Okay. You can play Fitzy under the table. <gasps> oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> are, I thought we already were. That must have been barefoot. Sorry, barefoot. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about Michigan this because this, is, this, <laughs> this shooting, of, of course, another shooting, oh. um, and... I mean, there's nothing really to say. We lived through Parkland, and we yeah. lived through all these shootings. I think I think I read somewhere it was like the 20th school shooting since August. Yeah, which is so much fun when yeah. you're a parent. Um, but what I found the most interesting about this is the parents, of course. Oh, the parents taking off. Yeah, but then they were found, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and then the 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 text messages between them. Yes. The mother. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you're looking up ammo on a school well, computer. Well, the th- just don't get caught. Yeah. Don't I mean, get caught. What like, the fuck? It's it. They're they're. They're basically encouraging this yeah, behavior. Yeah. They don't I mean, take it seriously. Yeah. And so well, the this, thing, so, so oh, hold on, Tina. The thing I wanted to say is that it reminded me of Rittenhouse, which was the last yes. time we were sitting here, we were talking about the parents and I said, I, this mother should be fucking arrested. I feel like there's a Trump effect we have not really thought about yet. And in, then in, in how it affects the kids is these parents who for the, like, let's say they were 10 when Trump was running right. or whatever, like this kid's 15 in Michigan, like the Trump effect of listening to all of that, his yes. parents were obviously crazy Trumpers yeah. and like what it has done to these kids. Well, and I just saw today, I, it was Kentucky or I, I don't remember the state, but it was a, a, an elected who sent out their Christmas card. Mm-hmm. Like days after this Michigan shooting, oh, and they all have guns. and they all have guns, yeah, I saw, and they're I saw like that. Santa, I want ammo for Christmas. So when they're when they're <laughs> like little seeing, kids with like when tech nines, yeah, but but but, but when kids are seeing this yeah. and this has become a normalized thing that we can be armed to the hilt with military grade weapons, what do we expect? And the kid has a mental what health issue. The pa- the school fucking told these parents like days before. Yeah, they don't and care. They There's something fucking wrong here. Yeah, and for the fact that you flee. What are you running from? Like, mm. where's your guilt lie? And where, that's okay. Right. Hold on, and, hold on. That and the kids in the, and the kids in jail. Yeah. That's the oh, most and the yes, kid. Yes, yes. The kid has a state, uh, a state appointed, you know, uh, attorney. Attorney, and they paid. They're they're paying money for their attorney, oh, and they have they hired their, an attorney. They hired an attorney, See, and their child has a like, state appointed. Just let's stop and think about what this household was like to grow up in. Can you imagine? Think about that. I mean, not that he deserves like defense and this and no, that. No, I but, totally. But but. This is what we talked about. We'd hire our kid a lawyer, like try to do the best we can. We don't want them to get away with it, but like, holy shit. And then they leave. They left him there. Good. I mean, Yolanda made the most valuable point, right? It's like, what are the parents running from? Yes, exactly. I know when my kid fucks up, right? Yeah. Right. And I got two options, own it or defend him. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that was, they did not run away. No, that not run away. That's what's, (laughs) but that's the thing. The thing to me is, is that that's so it's almost like a big middle finger to the fucking government. Like, like it's a Trump thing. You don't own me. You don't get to tell me what to do. You're not going to fucking arrest me. You're not going to take me in. You're not going to take me down. It's like this weird fucking thing. The the mother, even on her Facebook page was, you know, thank you for Trump for my right to bear arms and all this stuff. And, and for the, for a while, I was in the gun culture, and that right. was just mm. because of the person I was engaged to, 
And so I've seen these people. I've been to their houses. I've been to their stupid little bland potlucks. It's <laughs> <laughs> raisins everywhere, Jesus raisins? Christ. Raisins? Oh, okay. no. Oh, oh but, but I fucking love Yolanda. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is like they... The, their love of guns, they fetishize it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, once they start toting it around, once they start flashing it, once they start posting stuff, it's, it's no longer about responsible gun ownership or self-defense. It's, look, I got my dick in my hand. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what it is. It's, yeah. You know, and it's, I don't understand how people can, you know, have that dissonance. Like, how could they not make that connection? Mm. And the, the people glorifying, because with Rittenhouse... The other thing that happened uh, around this, you know, we have the shooting that happened, but he got accepted into oh, right. this is what I, was, I tied the, you in this. the University of Arizona, yeah, and the online program, all and right, the kids Tina, all had whatever, <laughs> but the kids all had this rally. They all had a rally, and one of the girls was holding a sign that said something like, "The difference between Rittenhouse and the vaccine is that his shots actually work." That's what she had. That was the sign that a student from that school was holding. Yeah, we're dead. When I and was, so, dead. When when I was we in college, we were ch- protesting yeah. the Iraq war. What the Thank fuck you. is happening? But, but when you have kids who are growing up with families oh. that are like, oh, look at this. This is great. No wonder they're shooting up a school. Mm. Right? Because they think that they're doing something good. They think that they're justified in what they're doing. You know, off mess. pod, we were talking about um, getting our kids phones yes and the only reason my daughter got a phone when she did is because of the marjorie stoneman douglas shooting Mm. because you're scared because at the time i was like you got to wait till you're 13 that's when you get a phone yeah and then that happened and i couldn't get a hold of any Bo was at the school that day uh, which my daughter goes to school right next to marjorie stoneman douglas Uh, and Bo was at the school at her school that day and Riley, of course, was at school that day, and I couldn't get a hold of either of them. Oh and it was God. over for me. Oh like, my I was God. like, nope. Every preconceived notion I have about a phone is gone. But what, but so what scary. I can't understand is another parent going, you know what? No, it's no big deal. We're going to ignore schools telling us that our kid might, yeah. might <sighs> have a mental health issue. We're going to ignore the fact they're looking up ammo on a school computer. Like, I, I can't imagine. I am the most lackadaisical dad in the history of lackadaisical <laughs> Free farming. range parenting. Just <laughs> go figure it out. But if, if somebody calls me and tells me, hey, this is a problem, I'm going to, well, oh shit, it's a problem. Yeah. And that's what makes me, I'm not, I can, I can be as angry as a, at a child as I want to be, but yeah. it, doesn't change anything i'm so mad at these parents for first of all for ignoring the facts that were presented to them and then running like cowards and and purchasing a weapon a few days prior knowing that their son he didn't have it locked up either yeah he was not practicing responsible responsible. gun if they're going to be gun nuts at least follow the principles okay yeah but even like I, i i appreciate the school telling them things but you know when your kid's a fucking weirdo okay you know when this. You know that the kid's fucking weird. Or if something's like going t- on, it's you, not like you the know. school. It's not like the kid's like this. He's playing sports. He's all yeah. cheerful, and then all of a sudden, the school's like, "He's there's something dark yeah. here," and you'd be like, "What? You're crazy." 
The parents no, you know can he's see. fucking off. You know, I gotta well, say, but off. if the parents yeah, are you're off, right, right. you're right. Okay, <laughs> that's it. That's it. You're right. If the parents, like, oh, he's fine. He's yeah, fine. If yeah. The parents you guys see are right. it as normal behavior. You're right. You're right? right. If the parents see it as normal behavior, because it's normal behavior in their house, and also and the school's the devil, right? right? Like school doesn't. Their school's oh, not going to tell me about my kid. That whole like attitude, well, mask mandate. Just think about it. Like, this piggybacks off of. Fighting schools on mask mandates, yeah. right? But they don't care about the guns. It's it's no, it's so like the. It, I mean, the, it the circles same. all the way back to women's bodies, right? <laughs> don't tell me to wear a mask, right? But I'm going to tell you That's what all to the do. Hypocrisy. It's like it's the it's, thing it's, that was scariest, though. Um, and I'm sure you've all seen the video um, where the kids are in the classroom and he knocks on the door. Yes, and yeah. he's like, you know, sheriff's office, and and thank God for that teacher, because the teacher was like. We're, we're not, you know, we're not, we don't feel safe or I forget what he said, but he's like, we're not quite ready to open the door. And then when he, he's like, bro. And all the kids were like, <laughs> oh my God, that was, bro, yeah, I mean, don't like, say bro. but then you oh hear these God. kids crying, you know, you yeah. hear, and they're running out and it's like, what are we, what are I we doing? Watch the videos. My what sister, are we doing? My, my daughter watched that video and then she said, oh, they started running and said, bro. I said, listen to me. If you can run before you hear bro, yeah. get the fuck out of there. Like, don't wait to hear bro. Like jump out that window, you know? get out. But, but my, my uh, students tell me, cause we're, it's the same thing. Like, and in my room, there's no win, there's mm. no window. It opens like barely a crack. So there's no window for us to get out of. And, you know, we have to put this little block. It's like, here's the window. And we have to put this yeah. little curtain down when we do our, our practice. And the students all say the curtain has to be up when it's, a normal day and the curtain goes down during a lockdown yeah so they're like we've all sat through this training we all know that when the curtain goes down that there's people behind that curtain because they put the curtain down mm. so they're like we know all <laughs> we're being trained right now to know what to do if they're to the get shooter. around it yeah right because that like and I was like, wow. And like, has anybody done so the research on how much trauma we're causing kids no, the with, kids, the, the, with the training? The, the kids the, don't like the it. Code red about it. Well, it's anytime there's, so we had a real one for a short amount of time and the kids were like, well, where is it? And they're, they're on the, you know, cause they get, they get very anxious and then it's like, oh, okay, it's happening over like, uh, you know, outside of the school and they're like, it's fine. But they're very desensitized because there mm. was someone with a gun, like a shooting happened like right outside the school. And they're like, oh, someone just got shot. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. When I was at Ely, like my first week there, <laughs> and mind you, I came from Arkansas. They have so a good it was like we band. had our own problems there. <laughs> but like my first week there, we had the school went on lockdown because these um, there was apartments behind and there was like some, you know, like ATF standoff in these apartments <laughs> behind. And I'm like, Oh, so it's only a little bit different than Arkansas. Yes. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot sunnier here, but you know, but it was just like for the fact that that's just a normal thing. It's just like, oh, lock the gates. That's it. Okay. Yeah. We still got to go to the auxiliary trailers for English yeah. right, right next right, right. to it. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. You know, just, oh, just, you know, duck down, make yourself small. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's oh, not, God. that should not be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, are we ready to start this podcast? Yeah, can I get some more to drink, though? Yes. Okay, okay cool. we're doing a, a drink pause. Okay, I'm first. Yes. Okay, well, listen, this is very sad, and I, didn't want, I don't want to cry in front of Yolanda. I'll cry in front of Barefoot. But what? if I cry, is that okay, Yolanda? I won't laugh out loud. 
Okay. She will. She's laughed at me for crying a million times. But that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we doing a sad story? It is kind of sad. Oh, I, I gotta tell okay. you. It's okay. It's okay. It wasn't sad okay. until I started listening to this. The person I'm covering, he did like a podcast and he did a, like a, there's a YouTube video I watched of him and I was just so fucking sad that this person, oh. I know, I know, I know. All right, I'm, I'm ready for but, it. Where's Barefoot going? What? <laughs> Where are you oh, going? All right. Today, I'm going to tell you about U.S. Army Major Ian Fishback. Okay. Okay. Okay, so he was born in Detroit on January 19th, 1979. So like our age. Okay. Oh, Tina. He was a 1997 graduate of Newberry High School in Newberry, Michigan. He was admitted to West Point and achieved the rank of Major in the United States Army Special Forces. He served four combat tours in the U.S. Army, two with the 82nd Airborne and two with the 5th Special Forces Group. In May 2012, Fishback was awarded a master's degree in political science from the University of Michigan, writing his master thesis on just war theory. Okay. Okay. So from 2012 to 2015, he served as an instructor at West Point, and he uh, was a PhD student in philosophy at the University of Michigan, researching the interplay of morality and law regarding relative proportionality and necessity for in war. Okay. And he received his PhD in 2021. Okay. Oh, wow. So he becomes famous. Let me look at everybody. He becomes <laughs> a little famous during the war, in the Iraq War, because... So he's over there serving, and he's a captain. He's got a lot of people underneath him. And what he's noticing is that torturing um, detainees is, like, a thing that regularly happens, and nobody's really doing anything about it. They're, like, watching this happen, and he's seeing the effect it's having on the troops that he's commanding, and he's like, what the fuck? So why are they doing this? Right. So he starts to get concerned about it. He's like, there's no like rules. Like this there's is no rule. He got a PhD in morality. No, no, no. That was after okay. he got out of the war, but like, no, this is before, which is probably why he went into those things. Right. Which okay. was, is why part of what makes me sad about it. Okay. So he, uh, writes a letter. He first, he goes up the chain. I'm going to read you this entire letter that he wrote to Senator oh. McCain because oh. it's fucking incredible. And he's so like, it's just a smart guy, but he was trying to stop this from happening. Okay. So he starts asking everybody around him, all his leaders, like he went up the chain of command, like what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, why are we this doing is against this? the Geneva convention? Like what the, this is, we're not supposed to be doing this. We're supposed to be better than this. Right. Wow. I know. So here's the letter he sent to Senator McCain, which kind of kicked off. And when did Everything. he send this? In 2005. Okay. Oh, okay. so we're right in the middle. Right in the middle of it. And that's I, when I I'll went. Be, I went to a protest in D.C. in 2005 against the, again, it was that summer. Yeah. So the Abu Ghraib, you know what I'm Abu talking Grab. about? Abu Ghraib. Thank you. That prison scandal had already happened. People saw the pictures. And so it's like, okay, well, people are finding out this is going to stop, but it doesn't. So then he writes this letter. But he had been talking to some other people like Human Rights Watch to try to get them to come in and like. Tell them what he has seen to try to get it to stop. So he sends this letter, and I'm going to read the whole thing because it's really good, and I couldn't really cut anything out of it. Okay, do right, it. Let's go. Are you, are, you, are you guys ready? Ready. Fortified. Ready. Okay. <laughs> Dear Senator McCain, while I served in the global war on terror, the actions and statements of my leadership led me to believe that the United States policy did not require application of the G- Geneva Conventions in Afghanistan or Iraq. On May 7th, 2004, Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld's testimony that the United States followed the Geneva Conventions in Iraq and the, quote, spirit of the Geneva Conventions in Afghanistan prompted me to begin an approach for clarification. For 17 months, I tried to determine what specific standards govern the treatment of detainees by consulting my chain of command through Battalion 
battalion commander, multiple JAG lawyers, multiple Democrat and Republican congressmen and their aides, the Fort Bragg Inspector General's office, multiple government reports, the Secretary of the Army and multiple general officers, a professional interrogator at Guantanamo Bay, the deputy head of the Department of West Point, responsible for teaching just war theory and law, uh, law of land warfare, and numerous peers who I regard as honorable, intelligent men. So I'm going to pause there. So he has He's like for 17 months asking every yes. single person, everyone what he could, the fuck are we doing? Yes. Why is this okay? He tried to do it through the system. Yes. And, he tried and he to did. go through chain of command, yes. right. like the military, like is a top. good soldier, okay. right? Okay, so I just found that fascinating because he's like, I'm at, I'm at my fucking wit's end. Yeah, like who right? else do I write to now? Yeah, so okay, back to the letter. So instead of resolving my concerns, the approach for clarification process leaves me deeply troubled. Despite my efforts, I have been unable to get clear, consistent answers from my leadership about what constitutes lawful and humane treatment of detainees. I am certain that this confusion contributed to a wide range of abuses, including death threats, beatings, broken bones, murder, exposure to elements, extreme force, physical exertion, hostage-taking, stripping, sleep deprivation, and degrading treatment. I and troops under my command witnessed some of these abuses in Afghanistan and Iraq. So I'm going to pause again in the letter. So... So he's talking about all the different things he's seeing, everything that, you know, he's saying, these are all the things that we've seen that my troops have seen. Like, what are we? And it's crazy. No, bad. Like, at one point they were saying they had, like, detainees working in the kitchen and, like, arm, like, people, like, different troops would come in and just break someone's leg in front of everybody who's just working (gasps) in the fucking kitchen. Like, no reason whatsoever. Because it was just allowed and it was allowed. But who is on top of those people that are, you know what I mean? Like, where's the chain of command there? Well, I mean, after after all these, gen- if it goes to the top general, then the next person is who? The president? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's get back no, to the No, I letter. mean, like, at the, oh. at, you know, if this guy's in the kitchen breaking someone's leg, who is his superior saying to him, you can't do that? They said nothing ever happened to these guys. Wow. I know. Okay, so back to mm-hmm. the letter. You ready? So he says, this is a tragedy. I can remember as a cadet at West Point resolving to resolving to ensure that my men would never commit a dishonorable act, that I would protect them from the type, this type of burden. It absolutely breaks my heart that I have failed some of them in that regard. Okay, pause again. So this is his main concern. His main concern is all, I mean, obviously how we're treating other human beings and what that means, but also what the fuck are we doing to these soldiers? Right. Because it's fucking him up. And he's like, how am I allowing right. these troops underneath me to, you know, they're going home broken. You know what I mean? Yeah. If and this then guy what? turns out to be a shitbag, I'm... Oh, no, barefoot. No, okay. he doesn't. Oh, my God. It's so sad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, back to the letter. <laughs> that is in the past, and there's nothing we can do about it now. But we can learn from our mistakes and ensure that this does not happen again. Take a major step in, the, in that direction. Eliminate the confusion. My approach for clarification provides clear evidence that confusion over standards was a major contributor to the prisoner abuse. We owe our soldiers better than this. Give them a clear standard that is in accordance with the bedrock principles of our nation. Some do not see that the need for this work. Some argue that since our actions are not horrifying as, or as horrifying as Al-Qaeda's, we should what? not be concerned. What? When did Al-Qaeda become any type of standard by which we measure the morality of the United yes, States? Yes, thank you. We, we are America and our actions should be held to a higher standard. The ideals expressed in documents such as the Declaration of, Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Others that argue that incredible. clear standards will limit the president's ability. I know, let's we'll talk about America in a second, but other argues that clear okay, others argue that clear standards will limit the president's ability to wage the war on terror. Terror. Since clear standards only limit interrogation techniques, it is reasonable for me to assume
assume that supporters of this argument desire each, you to use coercion to acquire information from detainees. This is morally inconsistent with the Constitution and justice in war. It is unacceptable. Okay, pause. Wow. So... Now, he obviously holds America, right. the United States, up as this beacon, right? Like well, he thinks, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's in he's, the military. He would give his life for the country. Right. And he's, okay. served he's an all... idealist, though. Right. Yeah. I mean, usually, from the <laughs> from the people that I know that have joined the military, they usually go in with some um, some ideal, you know, some you know, a moral stance that they want to help or they want to secure the world or they want to, you know, something like that. Right. Um, and then... Once you're in and just, you know, within the entrenched dysfunction, you just turn into Yalqaeda. Mm. Yeah. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, you have to, the military has to, you know, you have to desensitize the soldiers to atrocities in order to win. Mm. Right. And it's really win by any means necessary. There, there's very fair, few fair things in war. So that they think that's really just the way to do things. And I, I think the know. other issue, which was the whole problem of this whole war on terror, is you know, you're you're fighting an ideology, right? right? This this idea of right. how do you fight that? Mm. And so when you bring guys over there and they're you know, there's this grand enemy who are these terrorists, they think that they're not equating them with like humanity or people or other soldiers well, and because when s- if you're outside of that ideology, you're no longer a person. You're right. just an object. You're mm. a target. You're the enemy. Yeah, and that's Enemies it. don't have humanity. So you have to eliminate the enemy by any means necessary. So whether it's on the battlefield or breaking a leg in the kitchen. Right. Mm. Like they, they just try to, I guess, diminish whatever threat they perceive. You know, but like you said, like you can't, it's very hard to battle an ideology. Yeah. You know, like... It, remind, it reminds me of, uh, you know, years ago when I was in college, I was in this, um, like, uh, uh, I guess, like a, it was like a world history course kind of thing. And our professor asked us, and this was when Cheney was in office, mm-hmm. and he did, I think it was like a 60 Minutes interview or something like that, and he said... America is the new Rome. And we were all like, Uh-oh. did he not read the yeah. end of that book? <laughs> yeah, like, that's a it bad, doesn't, you know, it doesn't so, end yeah. well. So, you it doesn't know, end the, well. The Roman Empire got so big because of, it was, Rome was an idea, mm. you know, and you can expand that idea all over the world, wherever territory, you can expand it. Mm. And, you know, and you bring in the territories and you bring in the people in those territories because they are fed on this ideal. They become the ideal. And if you're not in the ideal, then you are the enemy. You're and not you have even to be person, conquered, yeah. You know, so if they have like this, you know, liberal ideal or like, you know, we're fighting for liberty. Right. That's not Freedom. exactly. What liberty are you actually right. providing? Mm. <sighs> and not to mention we shouldn't have been there. Hello. Yeah, well, then, that's, like, a whole, that's a, a whole, whole other, other idea. thing. But that then you had to, we they had to masked, sell that to Yeah, them. they masked, uh, we want oil. Right, with the war on terror. Yeah. All right, let me read just the tail end of this. Okay, so 
Both of these arguments stem from the larger question, the most important question that the generation, this generation will answer. Do we sacrifice our ideals in order to preserve security? Terrorism inspires fear and suppresses ideals like freedom and individual rights. Overcoming the fear posed by terrorist threats is a tremendous test of, the, of our courage. We will confront danger and adversity in order to preserve our ideals, or, or will our courage and commitment to individual rights wither at the prospect of sacrifice? Mm. My response is simple. If we abandon our, our ideals in the face of adversity and aggression, then those ideals were never really in our possession. Mm. Tina, nice. you'd love that. Mm. I would rather die fighting than give up the smallest part of the idea that is, quote, America. Let's go. Once again, I strongly urge you to, to do justice for our men and women in uniform. Give them clear standards of conduct that reflect the ideals they risk their lives for. So, I mean, he's really just asking, like, here are the rules when we have a detainee. Tell me, yes. and here's what, And this is what you can do, what you can't do. And yeah. to write to McCain, who suffered... Exactly. As someone who was a prisoner yes. of war, he, yes. above anyone, Absolutely. should understand Absolutely. and say, yeah, I, I experienced that myself. Yeah. Oh, of course. Okay, so... So this letter gets to McCain and McCain's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, okay. what's going on out here? Right. So in the summer of 2005, he, um, he steps outside of that chain of command. He goes to human rights watch and tells them this is an organization that like an advocacy group that goes in and like exposes all the stuff. And they told him to write the letter. So that's what he did. And he letter, later met with the Senate uh, armed services committee and told them that they can make public like what he witnessed, you know? So within hours, the army announced it had opened a criminal investigation and the review of the first the review was the first major investigation by the military of widespread prisoner abuse outside oh of the God. Abu Grabe. Grabe prison. Thank you. Oh, Barefoot, I'm so glad you're here. And the first time, <laughs> and the first time such a review has targeted soldiers in the regular army rather than the National Guardsmen and the reservists that were in that case, right? So okay, he kind of blows so, this fucking thing yeah, wide open. Yeah, so now they're like, let's see what's going on. Yes. So do they develop standards? I'm going to say no. Well, yes, but we'll get to it. You know, oh, you do. know, it's America, okay. so it's not yeah. going to be that great. So the army <laughs> officials, <laughs> army officials temporarily furloughed him uh, from special operations training school at Fort Bragg to make him available to the criminal investigation. So he, oh, so he so gets he's taken helping. out. He is, oh, but he got taken out. But you know, yeah, now but, he's worried he's not going to go up the chain of command. Oh, like, oh, oh because Fort he Bragg, opened his mouth. Not yeah, a bastion well, of morality. <laughs> he was already there. Okay. That's where he was. That's where he was stationed. I know. I know. So uh, sources close to the case said investigators, um, they were pressing him to identify the two sergeants because he had two other people who were telling him information and they wanted to know who these two guys were, which he never, he never revealed who oh, they were. okay. Um, so to back up his claims, two, the two unnamed sergeants came forward telling the human rights, but they were still anonymous. The human rights watched that they saw soldiers breaking the prisoner's leg, kick and punch and force others to hold large water jugs <gasps> for long periods of time or stack them in, themselves into human pyramids. Remember oh we saw those pictures? What, what the, well, I know. They said the practice involved numerous soldiers and lasted six months from the fall of 2003 to the spring of 2004 in the vicinity of Volusia, a hotbed of opposition for the U.S. troops. So um, one of the sergeants said this, and I thought it was pretty good. His quote is, we never should have been allowed to guard people who tried to kill us, end quote. Like, I, you know, they're not looking at them even at, it's not like a regular it. prison I, where these guys don't know them. Right. And know? I get it. I get it. But still, like, you're in the army. Yeah. You're in the military. There's a code of conduct. Yeah. But the primary objective of the military right, is to destroy. Yeah. Mm. It's to destroy. So it's, you know, it's not like they're going to be holding hands at recess. Right. Well, they don't the have military. to hold hands, but, you know, you know like it's, it, that's the thing, though, is like, I'm, I have respect for the military 
for specifically the people that I know that were in the military. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's the distinction. You know, yeah. but taken as a whole and looking just at the military complex, just what the military is, it is to destroy. Yeah. So it's it's not, you know, it's not something that's going to be um, exactly moral. It's right. Like it never is. And that's what he was looking for, <laughs> it sounds like. We, we, we... We tell these people, like we, like you said, we dehumanize the enemy, right? Yeah. Yolanda said that. We dehumanize the enemy, and then we're like, no, but hold on. Play nice in these specific contexts. Yeah. That, it doesn't make yeah. any damn sense. Well, like, the whole war was crazy anyway. We went in there to destroy, and then, all, like, what it was, like, two years in, we're like, hey, let's build some more schools. Oh, Yay, don't yeah. you love us now? We're going to build you some water, <laughs> some, uh, you know, put some power lines up. We're your friends. It was yeah. so fucking insane. The We're going to spread thing. democracy with bullets. No, yeah. I mean... The, <laughs> but who are we But who are we to do that? I didn't mean to laugh at no, yeah. but That was I mean, just it's a so great line. Yeah. That I mean, was an there, incredible yeah. line. There, just in my academic career, like, I remember there was always, in the, in, the, in the history departments, there was always a posting on our bulletin board for, like, internships and whatever else, and there was always some military dude walking around, putting up flyers, asking... The, the history students and in the languages departments, the classic departments, right. um, trying to rope in those academics into the military, specifically um, the ones that did like um, Middle East history and ancient right. history and stuff, because all they wanted to know is, and I almost joined because I was like, oh, what the hell? Maybe this would be fun. I'd learn a language. Uh, <laughs> that they, they, they wanted to know if we went into this specific area and blew some shit up. How would they who react? Who would get pissed off? Right. If we blew up this, you know, nine uh, hundred year old mosque, or you know, took out this particular village, how important was it really? Because we're just moving wow. through the area, and wow. that was that was it. You know, they had some, you know, subterfuge like, oh, we're, you know, we're gonna do it for this, and you're really gonna help us out. And it was like we're all like, I don't even think they got anybody to sign mm. up, at least in our department, right. because we're like. I am not going to help you blow some shit up no. because you just like, well, would it really make them mad? Yeah. Yeah, it would. Wow. <laughs> what you, you know what's funny? Talking about targeted recruitment, I'm from poor white America. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. always there. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every single place I mean, we they're went. in our schools with the ROTC mm-hmm. um, programs. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's some things I can't talk about. Uh, specifically because my brothers joined the military mm. um, and I don't want to yeah. step outside of and like step on them. But part of joining the military where I'm from is not about duty. It's about getting out. It's about, it's about mm. leaving. Yeah. So where I'm from, there's three ways to leave my hometown. Go to college, go to the oil field. But you don't leave my hometown, but mm. at least you make a good living, right? Or join the military. Like that's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I know, like, a lot of people, including people I'm related to, who joined the military simply, not out of a sense of duty, simply because it was the only way out. Targeted recruiting is one of the most disgusting things we do when we're we're building a military. Kids think that when they sign up that, 
oh, I'll be stationed here or I'll be mm-hmm. stationed like that. They have a choice or an option yeah, and they, they don't realize that they have no option. Like that's the way they're sold. You know, though. but that's I how it's join the Marine Corps. Cause it's like, you can be in San Diego. You can be right. an- pre nine 11. I almost joined the Marine Corps. I'll speak only to my experience. I went to the MEPS. I, I took the ASVAP. I almost joined the Marine Corps simply because I was told well, you'll be part of the Marine Corps athletic mm. department and this is what you're going to do. And yeah. da, da, da. it doesn't, it, it doesn't, doesn't work. work that it does way. not work oh, that God. way. But the, but these kids don't know that. No, no they have no idea. And they're I like, no Oh, idea. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be if, here. I'm going to do if, this. And it's like, no, you're going to do what they tell you to do. If I hadn't gotten stop, that's it. the option to play sports in college, that was my option. Well, the worst part about the military and, and people who serve is that they're, to me, I feel like the government finds them disposable mm-hmm. and then they come back mm-hmm. and the way that they're treated when yeah, they come well, back we don't, isn't. We don't. Yeah, we don't do it. So I don't know. I think it's, you're asking a lot of a human being to serve. It's asking a lot mentally, physically. And then for the rest of their life, you're like, maybe this VA won't close. That's down the street. And I have to go fucking two hours to get to one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know? know if you guys love anybody who goes to a VA. Yes, we do. Oh, you do oh, absolutely. You do. Day. Hold on, you Fridays. do. I do that. Yeah. Friday. <laughs> no, I take my parents to the VA. You know that that's where they get their medical care. Right. And when going there, it's you know it's interesting it's because you can you can tell you know the the old ones and the you know you can. I'm probably like one of the, apart from like some of the the staff. I'm one of the few people in that building that have not been in the military. Right. And having a lot of friends join up in the military, like after 9-11, because we were in that age, that age group, um, I can spot the ones that, you know, that kind of have troubles, I guess, you know, because there's, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people, men and women, you know, around my age that they got the shaking legs. Mm. They are, you know, they, they stand with their backs to the wall, their head on a swivel, because they... Whatever happened to them in the military, on the battlefield, whatever happened to them, they are so keyed up mm-hmm. for attack. Ugh. Or they're, they're on the watch constantly, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know their particular situations, and I really just, you know, support so my parents sad. taking them through their appointments. Yeah, but yeah. it is, you know, when I see, you know, the faces of my generation walking through the halls mm. and just the i guess the the effects that you see in their yeah. eyes it's really heartbreaking because i i can imagine what they look like before mm. and then you you know you read what's going on in the news and you you have them come back and you know they integrate back into your friends group and then and you hear these stories of about you know you know they some of them just have like this blind loyalty mm-hmm. you know that they they cannot fathom you know, saying anything against the military. Yeah. It's, it's almost out of, right. it's either it's out of a, a genuine love of the military, a genuine love of their country, or it's a, a residual fear that if they speak out, yeah. they will be punished. Yeah. Or I'm not man enough. You know, uh, military is yeah. very macho, this toxic thing. It's like, it's, if I actually say that, hey, I've been affected by this negatively, then maybe I'm not a man. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's this yeah. whole toxic thing about, like, mental health there that's well, really bad. Well, there's also a shame because, you know, if they if they integrate back into society and they're around a bunch of people, you know, say they're, um, you know, in 
from a conservative area or conservative family, conservative culture, right. and they voice any dissenting opinion, you know, they'll oh, be ostracized right. yeah. or they're looked down upon or you're weak or, you mm-hmm. know, you're a problem. They don't, they don't want to feel that in their lives. Yeah. You know, nobody does really. Yeah. And I think, I mean, and there are people who have served who didn't have that kind of impact and, yeah. and came back and were able to easily integrate and, but right. that's not everyone's experience. Right. And I think that we still have a lot of work to do oh, as far totally. as mental health. Hold on. Let me get back to detainees. Torture. Okay, oh, so no. <laughs> so his letter to McCain led to resulted uh, led resulted in the creation of the anti torture legislation, the Detainee Treatment Act. Okay, so it was sponsored by McCain and passed by the Senate in an overwhelming show of bipartisan support with a vote of ninety to nine. During uh, debates over this amendment, Senator McCain said, "Quote: I thank God every day we have men and women the caliber of Captain Fishback serving in our military. I believe Congress has a responsibility to answer this call." End Good. Quote. God, so, bipartisanship. I forgot about that. So that, let's that was calm down. This is America. It's about to get worse. Oh, so the act, this act set the Army standards for interrogation as the standards for the, all the agencies in the Department of Defense, right? So now okay. we're like going to give you clear rules of like Here's what is torture, plan. what's not torture okay. because of this whistleblower, right? So it prohibits all other agencies of the U.S. government, such as the CIA, from subjecting any person in their custody to, quote, cruel, inhumane, or degrading treatment or punishment, end quote. However, the act does not provide detailed guidelines that spell out the meaning of that phrase oh great well so, so then it doesn't matter everything's subjective so then it doesn't hole. matter right we can continue to like do the shit but so, you know that's deliberate absolutely so in an effort to provide clarification congress passed legislation in 2008 uh, to similarly constrain the intelligence community to the field manuals techniques so there is a feed, field manual they're supposed to follow okay and they just don't so, but McCain voted against this bill and recommended that President Bush follow through on his threat to veto it, arguing that the CIA already could not engage in torture, but should have more options than afforded to the military interrogators. So again, uh, it's like, the people so, in the so field some, can't torture yeah. people in prisons, but, but the, the CIA C- can waterboard you. Right. That's okay. We're good with that, right? Oh, God. So um, the, pil- the bill was passed by both chambers of Congress, but once vetoed, it failed to pass with sufficient votes to override the executive veto. So it never even Come on. went anywhere. No surprise. I know. So um, on May 8th, 2006, Fishback was chosen by Time Magazine as one of the 100 most influential people in the world for taking his stand against torture. Good. So here's where it gets super sad. The government killed him. Bro. (gasps) Shit. He knew too much. Damn it. Wait, what? It always happens. If you know too much, if you speak out, you're done. Something's something's really upsetting here now. Okay, so... So after he blows the whistle on the torture, he had all these concerns. He did make it to special forces, right? So he did get promoted. And he went on two more tours of Iraq after oh, that. Oh, goodness. So he would later say that he didn't feel like he was trusted by his fellow troops or his superiors. He was constantly being questioned. But he would oh. also question the general. So like they said, hey, we need you to go do this mission. And he was like, why? What this is, is it? all unnecessary yeah. bullshit. Like, we don't need to do it. So he was like, you know, pushing back. Good for this him. After he's come out, he's famous. Good for him. Yeah. So he probably feels like maybe he has sort of a leg to stand on to push back because maybe you know yeah. he's had this notoriety but because and, of this like this tr- this he's out there right he's in this like violent situation yeah. scary uh, he started to get super paranoid like that's the first time he started to show like paranoia like he didn't oh, know who could trust him they were gonna no. back him up Hillary, no. or whatever oh no Babe, uh, Hillary. Nathan, I know. Life is pain. 
just uh, hang in there. So okay. goth, so goth. Rainbows. So he leaves the army. He goes on to teach at West Point, like I mentioned earlier. He speaks at conferences about the effect of torture, not just on the detainees, but also on the soldiers themselves. And that, that like I said, seemed to be his biggest concern. And he goes to pursue his PhD. And he, he ends up getting it. And his dissertation, like I said, was on the method and morality of war. So in the last few years, his behavior started to shift, right? And friends and oh, family no. were noticing the strain on him. And Hillary. Yeah. So, so. no barefoot. I'm sorry. So he starts speaking nationally about philosophy and war and completing this doctoral th- thesis. Uh, but his behavior was just more, more and more paranoid. He claimed that other academics were stealing his work and oh, talked about the U.S. No. government agencies pursuing him. And considering what he had gone through, friends and family were like, Maybe. He's right. Yeah. Like, look at what he did. So they didn't right. really like, okay. So a friend and academic colleague of his Georgetown professor, Nancy Sherman, thinks that the mental illness could have been triggered during his Iraq tours, those last few tours, um, because he just didn't feel like he was completely trusted. Um, and she said, quote, where there's a real sense of trust uh, betrayals, it can lead to a kind of paranoia. You know, as the years went on, I saw this in Ian and it broke my heart, end quote. And I wonder too if he was kind of isolated in a sense out there you know mm-hmm. like th- at least there's like some sort of camaraderie with the right. other people but right. if people don't trust him maybe he sort of fell on the outs on the outs and then you're out there for so long like that can mess with you right. too right so his sister says he was on and off medication and then it turns out uh, he was refusing to get care from the department of uh, veteran affairs um, or accepting any help at all Uh-oh. and after many public outbursts in his hometown of newberry michigan a court ordered him to be put into treatment and on medication so now he's in this like adult care facility and they're pumping him full of drugs oh no but, and that but- was in september of 2021 <gasps> So did they Wait. come out with a particular diagnosis mm. or so we don't know. So he's a place he's placed in this adult foster care facility and his what? sisters and friends started a GoFundMe campaign to get Fishbook moved to a private a psychiatric treatment. And at the same time, they were lobbying the VA to find space for him. But with the coronavirus pandemic, oh, um, it, like there's a shortage of mental health right. care facilities. So on the evening of November 18th, 2021, a veteran services navigator from Southwest Michigan Behavioral Health visited Fishback, and the next morning, Fishback was found dead. <gasps> and the cause is still unclear. He was 42 years old. What? And hours after his di- after I he hate died, you. I'm sorry. I know it's fucked. I'm Wait. so sorry. I was crying writing Wait. this. So, but found dead how? Okay, so that's not really clear. That was yet. two weeks ago. Yeah, it's not really clear. And then hours after his died, his sister said that the VA called for like, here, we have space for him. And she's like, um, he's fucking dead. And I started looking up suicide rates, but it's really not out. And when you go look at his obituary, when I read it, his family was like, we are suspicious. It's in the obituary. Like, yeah. we think something else happened here. Something's wrong. So there's no clear cause of death. No, nothing's been released. So like, well, I thought, I asked weeks ago, yeah. the so military we, and the VA doesn't work that fast. And well, he was in an adult facility. Yeah, I know. But if he was, say, you know, had, you know, hanged himself or had, de- I don't you know, think that's you know, what like happened. there would have been, if that's a clear thing that they could say. But if it's dead in your bed, that's something different. Right. That's, come on. No. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. So my last quote I thought was really good. And this is the one that was making me cry. But so. Mark Alasco, who was a former Department of Defense official, and he worked with the Human Rights Watch, and that's how he met um, Ian Fishback. He said, quote, 
but he was Captain America. It just, it's just hard for me to comprehend that this is how the life of Captain America would end in mental anguish while being forcibly medicated in some facility. And it's a real damning, damning statement on 20 years of war and how we, the, how we treat the veterans in this country. Oh my God, that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. That's it's, terrible. It's like the, the, the 50s forced lobotomy. Right. You know, in the psych wards. It's yeah. Like, this, now it's with this pills. This person is a now problem. Now it's with pills. We don't want to deal with it. We're just yeah. going to pill them up to their gourd and then, you know, and then just they'll, they'll, they'll fade away. Mm-hmm. You know, because they just don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with the fallout. They don't want to deal the with next any day. inquisition or you know, inquiry and, and or just, anything like they don't want to deal with that. And he yeah. just seemed like well, a good guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's what really just, broke my heart. Like he seems like a good healthy, guy. Like he was trying to do yeah, he, even all his, the right all thing. the thing he made, all everything he majored in his thesis, everything was about how do we figure out? And when you listen to and, him on this, I listened to him on a podcast. I watched him on a video for on YouTube and talking about this, the better, better ways right. to be in war, better ways to treat people, better ways to take care and, of people. And how did he end up in the public? Someone had to like bake. I know Florida, it's called the Baker Act, but who? I think he had all these different outbursts. I think it was so, just like, so then a the judge, judge was a like, judge was yes. like yep. right. sentenced him yes. to that rather than like prison for whatever he was doing. Yeah. Wow. Gross. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Hey, you there. We've got a question for you. Are you tired of clickbait stories and the loudest voices driving discussions in culture and entertainment? If so, I'm Dylan. I'm Kendall. And I'm Corey. And we host the podcast From the Middle. We're middle-class guys living in the middle of America, in the middle chapters of our lives with points of view somewhere in the middle. We take a more reasonable and centrist approach in our discussions covering genres like comedy, culture, entertainment, and interviews with really interesting folks like business owners, comic creators, doctors, news anchors, New York Times best-selling illustrators, professional stand-up comics, and more. We really value a relaxed and conversational podcast, one that we hope is so fun and laid back, you'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us. So search at From the Mid Pod, just like it sounds, or check us out everywhere you can find podcasts. All right, Tina, your turn. That was a mild reaction. Uh, Gross. All right, are we ready? Oh my God. As will ever be. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of the sickening, stomach turning former sheriff of Maricopa County, (gasps) Arizona. Oh no! Sheriff Joe. R. Yes! yes, bitch, get we it. We need a Let's vomiting go. sound effect uh, for the show. Yeah. Can this happen? <laughs> what, does good? a roadcaster do it? Yes. Ooh, this oh is going to be God. a good one. This Famous. Is be a good Tina, one. let's do I it. Like, why haven't we done this guy? Um, he's on my list. Ooh, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for 23 years, Joe Arpaio served as Maricopa County Sheriff and became known as... America's toughest sheriff. Racist. But after six terms, his horrible acts of racism and intolerance catch up to him, and he ends up facing his own trial. Ooh. So our story takes place in Arizona, which um, (laughs) we talked about at the top of the show. That's where uh, good old Rittenhouse is now going to college. Oh. Um, so So good. It's known for its cacti, its dry heat, <laughs> and for some pretty intense GOP members. And Maricopa- oh, you know who's from Arizona? Kristen Cinema, that kind. Yes, 
Ooh. Oh, that traitor. Yes. Man. Traitor. Anything I say something a little controversial, I'm going to look over to my left and see what <laughs> no, see if no, Yolanda uh, uh, agrees no. with me. Uh, there's there's a good number of the queer community that just want to can take her oh, out to the street and stomp her face. That's the okay. worst. That's the worst part of this. I feel this like. is not no, a she's, threat. She's, this is not a threat. Like, she's like a sleeper agent of the GOP. What she the fuck? Like how you know? I don't Dude. care how many dresses that you have that are really cool. Yeah, no, dumb glasses. Was, she's another Lauren book she glasses. She had those. She, she had snazzy glasses. And you know, I'm not going to be blinded by her fashion sense. Thank yes, you. please. You know, but she no, she was a sleeper agent. Yeah. You know how I knew? You know how I knew? Oh, too please. Good no good true. bisexual is wearing that ugly vest up there when they're their speaker of the house. Did you see that? No. I'm out. All right. So <laughs> Maricopa <laughs> County is pretty red, save for last year when they voted Biden. So for, oh. from 1953 onward, that county has always voted Republican, except for last year. And I'm sure as we move forward, it'll go back to its old ways. Yeah, but at least they've had it for fucking four years. I like this. But- it's no surprise then that they would all like a guy like Arpeo because he's this loudmouth racist. And I sort of hate to frame it. I feel like I don't want to say that every Republican now is sort of a racist, but I feel like if you don't call out people like this guy for the bullshit that they do, then you're just as guilty. You know what I mean? Yeah, like but weren't you, they using fear? Ivanka's favorite word, complicit. Yes, you're complicit. <laughs> you're complicit. <laughs> and they used fear. That's what they used. The immigration, yes. they used fear in Arizona. Ooh. Yeah. All right, so I want to give some background on this guy. And you know, it's going to be T-style. So we're getting in some background if you want the stop, deep dive. Stop trying to make T-style happen, you, Tina. <gasps> oh. What? How dare That's funny. you? That's not funny. All right. So could be, it could be the name Thank of this you. episode. Thank you. <laughs> so Please name this episode. <laughs> so, I have that and I have y'all Kaida. Ooh, I like that one too. I thought it was funny. So this vanilla guy was, ISIS. Um, ooh, <laughs> vanilla oh, ISIS. So this guy was a first generation American. He was born of Italian parents. Oh no. How shameful. So shameful. I am ashamed and disgusted as oh, an Italian American. Me too. Get out. I can, and I also can't stand folks who have immigrant parents who suddenly like turn oh, on immigrants. Because best. they're like, the good ones. Yeah, they're the good. Please, please, my please. Favorite, my favorite. They're good. They're taken oh, care of. So fuck everybody else. So uh, Arpaio, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arpaio started his career in the military. He joined at 18. He was discharged after four years. And according to, so I found his old reelection website, mm-hmm. which was just a doozy to go through. Oh, and the site uh, will be there if you want to look at it because it's bonkers. But, and this is his own account of like his uh, career. So he uh, wrote that after coming out of uh, the military, he did his four years. He becomes a police officer. He serves in D.C. Then he serves in mm. Vegas. In 1957, he becomes a federal agent. Oh. And he starts working for the DEA. Huh. And he did that work until, I, from the accounts that I read and from his website, I want to say it was around, like, early 80s, 1982. Um, and I could not confirm his work from, like, 1982 to when he becomes elected as sheriff. Like, if he, like, went back to work as a police officer he was doing work for his wife's travel agency, doing this travel work. I don't know. But in 1992, he runs for sheriff. And that re-election website is from 2008, and um, it's from the Wayback Machine, and it's so great. But this is just to give you a sense of how he viewed inmates and mm. a bit of this personality. I'm yeah. going to cite some of his own disgusting words. And then I'll delve into like other sources and the reports on his other just even more gross uh, behavior and actions. So on his reelection website, 
uh, he boasted about how he changed up the jails in Maricopa County. So um, he noted that he was shocked that inmates uh, had access to cable at the time, like DVDs, Mm -hmm. uh, VCR tapes, like to watch movies, coffee, and unlimited doctor's visits. Because as he put it, quote, law-abiding folks... (laughs) have to pay for those things themselves. So why should prisoners have access to these things? So when he became elected sheriff, he got rid of them. Mm. And he said, quote, too many jails in this country are just shy of being like hotels. That isn't right. It isn't fair to taxpayers (laughs) to cough up lots of money so people who are accused of breaking the law can have some pleasantries while incarcerated. So he stops the movies, he gets rid of the cable, and he only offers like limited TV. He got rid of the coffee, he makes them start paying for doctor visits. Whoa. He cuts. Wait. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. He <laughs> cuts down their meals from three a day to two a day. What? He banned smoking. He banned porn, um, porn mags. Like oh, now, now we're going to have a problem. He banned basketball and he would only allow inmates to mail post basketball. Cards. Yeah. Oh my God. So, um, and the other thing that he did was he changed the uniforms back to the old timey black and white stripe. Oh, I like that. Okay. Uniforms. Yes, I'm here for this. And he gave them pink underwear and pink socks. What? And he claimed that the underwear was because the, they kept stealing the white ones, but it was basically to try to kind of like emasculate them yeah, or humiliate. shame them and yeah, humiliate yeah, yeah. them. And not that wearing pink is emasculating, but in the guy like well, Arpaio's yeah, mind, like that's toxic. what it is. Okay. So a long reads article noted that not only did he limit the food, but he made them watch the food network that only heightened like their hunger. So he would have the food network playing. Torture. I mean, what a weird. And he would cut their food. He got rid of salt and pepper. And Ugh. he also bragged about how he spent more on feeding the dogs of the police department than he did on the inmates. Wow. So <laughs> This is, but he kept getting reelected. Of course. So, all right. So here's some other things. Um, he was a birther. No surprise there. Oh, right. There. Well, that's he how was, we, he was no the, surprise there. He was one of the early. early. He was early. Yes. early. Yes. Yeah, he, he was, was one early. of the loudest. So that's how we all got to know yes. him, right? right? So I couldn't um, get like the exact details of it, but one of the reports I read said that he actually sent people to Hawaii to try to track down Obama's birth certificate. Hold on. No, no, that's Time true. Out. I Time remember out. that. Yes. How does that happen? Because he's a sheriff technically in a, Arizona. Uh, yeah, an but he's official. A, yeah, he's an elected <laughs> official of a county. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you spend county resources? Oh, he's, he's a spent, civil servant. He and how spent, are you going to use? Oh no, he's, he's, he's spent, a, county he's spent a lot of money. Okay, I'll, I'll lay out. He spent a lot of okay, money in a in a in not right ways. So. It's just a mess. This guy's got some sponsors. Here is one of my favorite. (laughs) Here's one of my favorite things that kind of reminded me of this story I covered, uh, like a couple episodes back. But the Phoenix New Times reported that in 2008, uh, Arpaio was um, involved in a fake murder plot. Mm. So essentially, Arpaio framed a guy for plotting to murder him. Like that, that (laughs) some guy he claimed was um, buying bomb parts and was going to like blow him up blow up his we house should be so up, lucky right but um allegedly but but guess what he framed an innocent person who went to jail for four years Whoa. who spent four years in jail for attempting to assassinate this sheriff and then they find out that it was like the guys under him and it was like money from like 
you know, his accounts that paid for these bomb parts. And the guy gets out of jail. They end up paying him, like, I think $1.1 million in restitution. Why would he want But he could... Oh, why did he want that? Yeah. Because he wanted to get on TV. Sympathy, all that stuff. He wanted. Po- he just wanted publicity. But, Political but, capital but is mostly what? about publicity. Right. Yeah. But he gets, he, from what I read, like, no one, there was no charges pressed against Again. him for this. It's no, insane. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Sheriff. Arpaio? 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 Is that yeah. how you say his name? You got away with it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's great. It's, it's America. So, um, the reporters... So of this, of this, you know how we have the New Times here, yes. our New Times. So yes. they have the Phoenix New Times, and the reporters and owners of that magazine kept reporting on all his crazy behavior. He had them arrested, um, and they ended up having to sue him because Holy cow. because of this, and they got three point seven five million dollars. Holy right. shit! Um, another thing that Arpaio did was, uh, according to the New York Times, he reinstituted. Chain gangs. That's right. <laughs> Chain I just gangs. wants his own gulag. <laughs> you, hold on. Time out. You, you can arrest journalists? No, you can't. That's why they won $3.75 million okay. in a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this chain gang in the, chain in gang. the black and white stripes. Yes. It's like an old one of those old movies. Yes. I love They're it. chained together. Yeah. Like he's like living out his dad's it's, fantasies. It's, yeah, it's, it's like insane. he watched a movie when he it's was like insane. five and he's like, this is, yeah. this is what... Yeah, it is insane, this. and he had them do like the menial labor Are they and stuff rocks on the side. Yes, yes, like. yes. <laughs> and he started the first only female chain gang. So he's, you know, there he's got that history it's a there. Hot. No, that, so, hold on. That's 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 a that's a that's women's that's women's that's women's equality. Yeah. Women's equality. Yeah, so, yeah. but the thing is, um, he had them picking up trash and things like that, but. <laughs> He was all about humiliating people. So he would have them, you know, like when the Super Bowl was there, he had them outside the Super Bowl, like picking up the garbage. So when people are coming in, they see these prisoners having to pick up their garbage, Mm. you know, Um, just to kind of show up how tough he was and how tough on crime he is. And the other thing is um, CNN reported that he even had members of the female uh, chain gang bury bodies. What? So the bodies. So bodies of homeless people um, who like, died on the streets, uh, bodies of uh, people who died in hospitals that had no families, they were responsible for like digging graves of like children, of people. Yes. What the fuck? Yes. yes. Okay. That's what he had them do. And like it kind of, it messed with them. Uh, yeah. And these are not like people who committed murders or big, these are people who commit like low level crime, right? And the chain gain, like he got away with it because he's like, it's voluntary. But the There's option, voluntary the option, jail. yeah. So the option was you spend 23 hours in an eight by 12 cell or you can join the chain gang and you're outside of, for, you know, a bit. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm in the cell. I'll this happened, but it went for years and years and years and years. That's years. That's crazy. Tina. It's insane. So then there's the tent city. Oh, what's this? Okay. Even worse. Okay. Oh my so God. So for over 20 so years. He had a tent city uh, where he housed inmates. And the Guardian reported that at one point, Arp- uh, Arpaio called the tent city a, quote, concentration camp. Oh, and he said he was only joking, but then he said, it doesn't matter if I'm really joking because I keep getting elected. Mm. So arrogant. And guess what? The pe- who's to blame? Is he to blame or is it the people of Maricopa County who keep electing him because they think he's funny? 
right? They find him entertaining. That was like a lot of reports said that a lot of people elected him because he's this entertaining guy. He's this loud mouth. Come on. So the ten- I think there's a shared responsibility. Sh- yes, can there, we find there one guilty. fucking sheriff who's not crazy? Yeah, please. I mean, Broward County is an example alone. Every fucking sheriff here is insane. Every single one. Like, why can't we get one fucking sheriff that's got their head screwed on right? I don't know. I mean, it, at least you're not in Sanford, Florida, where the entire town is run by the KKK. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> the police force. We got low-key proud boys on the, uh, on the police force here. Oh, low-key. <laughs> High key. Oh, no, they're God. out there in Miami. Like, you know, uh, no, no, they're very visible. There's no low key yeah. whatsoever. It's so scary. I mean, I hate it. Yeah. All right. So the Guardian further reported that the original tent city was supposed to be temporary. So there's all this overcrowding and they're like, we'll have this temporary fix again for the lower level sort of inmates and also for undocumented immigrants. Oh, I was, that's what I thought you were going to say in the beginning. So, um, and complaints started coming in from the beginning. Oh, God. So these inmates slept under tents on bunk beds that were on top of gravel. And remember that we're in Arizona. Hot. So it gets yeah. really hot. Yeah. And some reported that the temperatures in the tents were getting up to 130 degrees. What the like fuck? Shoe, like plastic on what? their shoes were melting. What? Yeah. There was, so there was, there was this AC area where they could go like for a couple of minutes, but there was, they had to sleep back in those tents and they could take showers, but how long can you be in the shower? Right? Like it was this is all crazy. I'm yes. from the desert. Do you know yes. how hot it gets? In a tent. Right. In a tent. And oh, then when it gets it's dry cold, air, it's a dry right. heat. So crazy. it's like you're in an oven. You're in an like oven. In South Florida, Shit. I mean, we're, we're very swampy. Yeah, it's, a, and it's humid. a wet heat. Yes. It's a humid heat. Yeah. But when you're out in the desert, like you Dude. are in, an, it's like you're living in an air fryer. Yeah, 130. <laughs> oh. But when it got cold, it yeah. was dropping down to 41 degrees, and they were taking like garbage bags and other things to try Holy to get the shit. wind out because so they were freezing. That was the point I was about to make, but you made it perfectly. Yeah. The weather change. Like, if you're sleeping outside in the desert, it's 130 during the day, like, trapped inside this, like, right. tent. But it could be 45 at night. Jesus. You're f- Damn. It's not a great, it's not a great. No. So the ACLU reported that, you know, Sheriff Joe allegedly <laughs> said that it was, quote, the tent where all the Mexicans are. Oh, that so, tent. That tent. Um, so the oh. other thing is that these immigrants that were detained, um, a lot of them didn't speak English. And so they were punished because of that. Um, and Rolling Stone um, reported that women had to sleep in their own menstrual blood because what? they weren't provided Stop. with basic feminine fuck. hygiene. What the fuck are you talking about? Products. And it was because they couldn't communicate in English that they needed it. And they were like, oh, if you can't speak English, like, we're not giving you anything. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they were also put in solitary confinement because they couldn't speak English. What the fuck? Yep. 20 years this tent was there. And for all of his bullshit about, like, these tents are going to make, you know, Maricopa County safe. It's all going to be wonderful. He was going to be tough on prisoners, right? Um, A lot of these prisoners, prisoners were dying. At a mm. high rate, like under uh, this I find guy. it funny that he's tough on prisoners, but not tough on crime. Right. <laughs> well, oh because God. it's all fake 
you know, know a lot of it is no, fake he just crime. has this fantasy of being like this old west sheriff right yes and right it, it's just completely he asks who's like a first generation american give me a break I don't yeah think you're not never, a cowboy they're not a cowboy but that's the split though is because whenever you know they say oh well i'm what america's about because i was an immigrant but we did it the right yeah. way. right right give no, me a break you were lucky okay. you were lucky because exactly. they were having like uh allowing europeans to come in right i exactly. literally learned today and, that and, he wasn't like Latin, I thought he was from Arizona. Like I literally yeah. learned from you today. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, I mean, he's a person. He's a person. You can be Latin, Latino from Arizona. <laughs> like, but no, it, I think I know what you're talking about. Like, like he's, he's Italian. No, that he's, he's not. That he's not like his, his. But he's not like the the old American. Like my people have been here. Yes. Since the, you know, yeah. Manifest no. Destiny right. But he wants to pretend. Like he wants to pretend. So, and so that's the thing is like I notice with like a lot of you know uh, the conservatives that are tough on immigration, but. You know, whenever somebody says you're racist, but my grandma was from, mm, yeah, give me no, a break. No, no, yeah, no, you're you're just a dick. Like where grandma's from, grandpa's from has no basis on whether or not on who you're you a, are, an amoral yeah. person. You're morally bankrupt. Dade yeah. County. I, don't, I hate when people use that when they're running for office. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Dade County is running into this specifically right now, right? It's like first generation Cuban mm-hmm. or freedom. Yeah, yeah. They're they're so ingrained in this idea that freedom is the most important but thing. They're, but they're yeah. also but they're also very reactionary. Right. It's you know they they don't want to align in any sort of way with mm-hmm. anything that could possibly be viewed as you know like uh, Castro leaning, right, liberal or, yeah, leaning, com- yeah, communist. You know, yeah. even if it goes, Socialist. even if it essentially goes against you know their their community or the Latino community or just the treatment of, you know, within the culture at all. But they, they're just reactionary, I think, right. at this point. But, you know, I might get yeah. beat up by So Rolling Stone reported Rolling Stone reported how the Latino community feared uh, Arpaio because of his rhetoric and his actions. And he commented in an interview with Rolling Stone about um, – you know, how they're afraid of being arrested. And he said, quote, and they're all leaving town. So I think we're doing something good if they're leaving. Jeez. You, I mean, you believe this? I do believe it. But you oh know, it's also like, here's God. the thing. Like, he yes. became super famous. But think about the, how fucked it is if you live in a town with a sheriff like this who nobody knows, but he's just right. like fucking torture. Like, that's all he does is, is like. They loved him. They, yeah. they loved him. Right. I mean, he could have gone on forever if he hadn't been become oh so famous. Well, okay, so that begs the question. In my mind, it's like, what demographic yeah. loved him, and what demographic was kept from voting him out? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So, um, you know, like I said, he was so caught up in protecting everyone, especially from the, you know, I'm going to quote immigrants, right? The, right, right? the illegal immigrants. Right. That he failed to move forward on over 400 sexual abuse cases. Oh! Some of which... <gasps> Listen, here we some go. Of which, here we go. Some of which included sexual assaults on children. Motherfucker! All right. So he's a failure of Yolanda, a sheriff. Sorry. <laughs> he put politics above protecting people. <laughs> I'm, this is and, insane. And doing his damn job. God damn it. But... The th- I want to comment on on the sexual abuse, um, specifically with the children who were involved, that the children were often children of immigrants. Oh, so who gives a fuck? Yes, which fuck played it. a role in whether... This um, like I said, the enemy is that. not human. Yeah. So anytime you view somebody as the enemy, in his case, immigrants are the enemy, even down to you know children, down right. to babies. 
comes down to anybody. If you are not one of right, us, right, you're the other. And the best, the, the best part though Jesus. is that there was more and more evidence showing that non-immigrants were committing more crime in Maricopa County. Well, of course, right? But but he but he's so blinded. So he's so blinded. He's so blinded. Immigrants come here to to work to have a better life. Right. They're not here to fucking commit crime. This so, piece of shit. I know. So basically, you know, the big thing that kind of gets him um, uh, more, I guess, federal attention is in 2012, he gets hit with this federal lawsuit for his treatment of immigrants and prisoners um, that clearly and allegedly uh, stem from racism and misogyny. And the lawsuit basically said, like, he's involved in racial profiling. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Right, and so Rolling Stone magazine reported that the lawsuit alleged that Latino inmates were referred to by derogatory and pejorative slang, like wetbacks or uh, stupid Mexicans. And his deputies, according to the ACLU, targeted folks based on what they look like, their ethnicity. So there were workplace raids, there were traffic stops, there were neighborhood sweeps. And it's frightening. Like, it's frightening to think that because of what you look like, someone's going to stop you, right? And (laughs) ask you for papers. And if you don't have your papers, they're throwing you in 10 city. Dang, man. So, um, and in those raids, the deputies would falsify documents to justify raiding places. So one restaurant. It's incredible. Yeah. One restaurant ends up getting a $5 million settlement because he raided them illegally. This is now the third time you've said that there's a settlement out of something that he did. How much money did they have to pay people I'm going to get into how much money. That's fucking crazy. So another raid. This is wild to me. This time he uh, sends a SWAT team to a house. But um, the house, it was, they had the wrong address. Oh, so no. So there's a guy in his house, and he sees people, and he's like, they don't look professional. They're dressed all in black, and they throw a canister of, like, tear gas, like, in the window, and he calls 911. What the and fuck? And he's like, I'm getting attacked. And they're like, oh, no, the police are raiding a house in your neighborhood. You're safe. He's like, no, like, it's my house. <laughs> yeah. They burn <gasps> the house to the ground. A dog, their family dog tries to escape. They force the dog back in and he burns alive. The owners are outside crying and the deputies laugh at them. I quit this podcast. Well, this you, is, you, I, no. Barefoot. That's how I am every day. <laughs> every fucking Sunday. This what is, do you mean? Yeah. No, no. They, no, they killed. They, they laughed at them. They laughed at the owners. They're like, oops. Huh? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. 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 It's like the more I, I do say what the, the more fuck that I here. kept like writing and thinking I was done like okay like this is the last thing like I kept finding more stuff and again like please go to uh, the sources because there's so much more like in-depth detail of some of these stories so Mm. ultimately like he jailed thousands and thousands of undocumented folks holding them in that tent city you know as reported by Slate um, after that federal lawsuit like he was told like you can't do that you can't hold and try to deport immigrants unless there is a crime like you can't just assume they're doing something illegal right a, a sh- county sheriff doesn't deport anyone. Right. It, he's So he's calling INS? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, no. So Jesus. So it's this idea of like, you have to show your papers, you have to prove that you're here and all of this. And because he refused for like 17 months to like not follow what was put down, like you can't mm-hmm. do this. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, like you're in contempt of court. Yeah. And that's how they get this lawsuit you know, to move forward. <laughs> Great. Um, and the ACLU also reported that his office misappropriated funds meant for other things and spent those again on the sweeps and targeting, you know, like these uh, and targeted profiling, essentially. Um, the ACLU outlined other health violations as well. 
So not only were they not like providing like women with, you know, appropriate um, hygiene products, mm-hmm. um, things like uh, diabetics not being given insulin. Wow. One Jeez. woman they cited, um, they moved her. She was um, having like a, an attack because she didn't have her insulin. She was vomiting. She was having seizures and they moved her to another location because they said like that she's just sick. Um, and they just put her away. She died. <gasps> she died. And they told the other inmates, oh, it's because she's addicted to heroin and she's having withdrawal. Are you? I don't understand this. Yeah. yeah. But there's a government, there's a federal, I mean, a state government there. Can't anybody step in and take this guy out? Tw- I mean, he's there Unless from the 1993. Are they? Is the state crazy? So the Phoenix <laughs> New Times reported in 2015 that about 160 people had died in um, Arpaio's jails. And the article claims that his prisons have a higher suicide rate than other jails. And they looked at years from oh 1999 God. to 2015. And 24% of the suicides in all the jails were coming from his jails. Wow. Wow. Um, and to kind of put it in perspective, the other jails were like at 6%, 9%, you know, wow. 14%. And his is 24% because there's no mental health support, right? Wow. They can't access doctors. Remember, he's cut away access to things he's he's not giving people menstruation products like why would they yeah help with anything it's devastating really yeah. i mean this this clear civil rights violation it's disgusting so the charges he was charged with that contempt of court and he risked uh, six months in federal prison he was found guilty in july 2017 nice. but oh i know he's pardoned by trump yes, yes! One Trump for the win. Month. Come on one in. One month Come after on. his yes. conviction, one month, yeah. August of 2017, he's pardoned. Yep. I don't know how clowns he gets stick pardoned. together. Yes. Yeah, clowns stick together. Did, speaking of clowns, I was watching Tiger King season two. Oh, oh my god! I haven't so watched I it. Yet. Just finished so, it. Is it so oh, good? I only saw season one. I haven't. Is, is it good? Is it so good? good? Exotic people are just they're insane. Bananas. I can't They're wait. insane. But there's that one guy that was keeping the animals in the in the trailer and just letting them. Die. Oh, don't tell me, don't just, tell me. He's the worst. Oh, what is the worst? No spoiler. No spoiler. spoiler alert. The only spoiler I'll it's give you already is that it's so no funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I'll say is that they were trying to get Joe Exotic pardoned. Like, that's a big Oh, yes. I remember that. It's so fucking funny. It's so funny. It's so great. The only but, episode I've seen is the first episode. Oh, where my God. The people who are trying to get him pardoned, it's hilarious. What's the funniest part to me is they go to D.C. on January 6th. Oh, there's gonna be a big Trump rally, and they're like, and we no, can talk and to no him. one's there. So they go there, <laughs> no, and they go there, and they they basically get laughed out of this one woman, like fucking this white woman, like Karen heckles them out, so they have to leave, and then they start to drive, and they find out there's an insurrection happening. Oh my! That's the only episode. That was the best. I cracked up when I saw that because they they went to the Capitol yeah. and they were so bent on they're gonna get Joe out and <laughs> yeah. they were gonna uh, hand deliver this yeah. petition to Trump and the Trumpers hated him. Yeah. Oh. You know how bad you yes. have to be? <laughs> you know, there was this lady yes. saying, oh no Republican, yes. you know, oh will support the torture and killing yeah. of tigers. Oh, and, Lord. And so you so know good. how if the crazies don't like you. Yes. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. So <laughs> let me let me do the aftermath here. Go so ahead. he tried to run for his sheriff's seat again oh, no. in 2020, but he it. lost the primary. But guess what, guys? Guess what? Guess what? Mm. 89-year-old Sheriff Joe 
He's not out yet. What do you no. mean? He's Please not. In us. October of this year, he announced that he's running for mayor of Fountain Hills. No. Where he's lived for 25 some years. It's this rich high-end area. The election is going to be in August 2022. He'll be 90. Can we just build like some fake town? Get out! He needs to get out! Can they just build like some fake town and just plop just them, in, them there. in there? Like, this is your domain. Can you and just keep them out of the office. So like, I, do, I, do, I do have two fun stories that are related to our stories today. Oh, wait, wait. I got to finish. Let me or do go my... Ahead, po- go let ahead. Me, go I, I'm going to wrap this story up. All right. So points of interest. This douchebag with all of his bullshit cost the taxpayers, many of whom supported him who have yeah. that big fat r by their name guess yeah. how much money guess I'm how much i'm gonna say 40 million dollars now that more yeah 80 more than 40 more 45 more 120 million 100 million dollars and it's not including like i think another mayor's um, race no. no, 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 no. This is what he's cost he's the taxpayers, cost the taxpayers, taxpayers by them, for all the lawsuits. Arresting people oh. who shouldn't be arrested, then and they sue the I city And I believe that, that that does he's, not include another hundred-something million from, like, these other... Wow. Yep. I mean, he's going to bankrupt the entire fucking salary? county because he's racist. What is his salary? I don't know. I mean, basically... Oh, sheriffs get paid a lot. Uh, yeah, basically... A hundred grand? Definitely. The county is liable. <laughs> these people who are the taxpayers payers keep electing him because these lawsuits it wasn't like they all happened at once it's like through the years yeah. the count but and then their taxes get raised the ca- in the county and they're like how could this happen well you fucking uh, you have a racist sheriff who wants you right. know, is arresting people fal- yeah. false arrests so um, wait, according it, oh sorry go ahead his shenanigans shenanigans cost his entire salary roughly right oh i don't i don't know how much he made I don't know how much. No, more, more, 100 more. Million, million. 100 million, 100 million. Oh, 100 million. million. Oh, Jesus Dude. Christ. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So according Fuck to the Marshall guy. Project, <laughs> in 2018, then Vice President Pence praised Sheriff Joe for being a champion for the rule of law. And this <laughs> is the problem, right? This is the problem where we don't have, if this is someone who is a member of your party who's doing bullshit, yeah, call out the person, but they For don't real. do it. Yeah. They don't oh do it. God, Pence yeah. looks like a desiccated. He's praised. Dummy. He's praised. <laughs> okay. And you know, and this thing about like the entertainment value, like go watch TikTok, go watch, uh, uh you know, Tiger King. For entertainment value. Yes. What do you like? Elected officials, their job should be boring. It's a boring job. It should not be. For our entertainment purposes, mm. you know what I mean. Like Absolutely. you're you're working on policy and bills. Like let people go do their job. Like you're not electing someone because they're a fucking clown. God damn it! All right, just so, explain the whole Trump presidency. Yeah, um, I mean, this is another thing I thought was interesting is that he would hold these rallies where, like, of course, white supremacists would show up, and this one guy showed up party. who um, would go to like all of his rallies, and he ended up like in a murder suicide. Jesus. Um, his ringtone, according to Rolling Stone, was Sinatra's My Way. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's so just, fitting and he's such so, a selfish it's jerk. Such, it is so fitting. I look, look uh, and see that face. Uh, I did it. And my yeah, favorite, yeah. favorite point of interest is along with bumper stickers, there was a Chicano rap song produced called Fuck Arpaio. Yes. So let's close on that. Let's close on that. Can we play a clip <gasps> of that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna, this will be cut. We'll insert a clip. Look. We'll I'm insert gonna, clip. Yeah. I'll find it and okay. we'll insert. Okay. We'll, yeah. Okay. Right. And that's the story. That's the story of the atrocious Arpaio, Ooh. former sheriff.
of Arizona. Excellent, Tina. Nice. And hopefully never Ooh. mayor of I have a If funny, he gets elected mayor, I swear to God. I have a know, funny I'm story about Arpaio <laughs> yeah. and about John McCain. Oh, Ooh. okay. So uh, I got banned from Twitter. For seven days. <laughs> no, you did not. There, but you're a, 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 a pacifist. Pacifist, yeah. yeah. How's I a Quaker. Th- yeah, you're a I Quaker. I threatened <laughs> to fight Sheriff Arpaio. No, you did not. So you he doesn't. He that? doesn't have a. He doesn't have a Twitter that I know of. I but think I just. He, I, think I just he post does now. Does he? Yeah. I just posted on Twitter. You want to fight? I him? will fight Sheriff Arpaio because I'm from you the just southwest. Just put it out into the void. I'm, like... I'm from the southwest. <laughs> and someone flagged you. Somebody flagged me, <laughs> and I got banned that from has to Twitter be for you know. seven days for threatening violence on an elected official. Wait a wow. minute! I wish they had that's done a, that when, when. That's a real how thing many that happened. Get threatened? No, how that's many not people threatened. get threatened? If you if you say just fight me, you're not threatening. That's an invitation. That's an invitation. Yeah. yeah. No, that's you're it. absolutely right. <laughs> and then the second, uh, the second, uh, I was at a town hall that John McCain was at, and I called him the P word <gasps> on microphone. Prick? No. Penis? No. What's the Punk ass? Not, not, not. Pussy! A, yeah. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. Um, which is not a great, it's, it's misogynistic, misogynistic, it's not great, Yeah. but I did. I, at, a, at a town hall, I Dang. called him the P word. And then you got thrown out? I did get asked to leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's a proud um, moment. Man. Well, why did like, you call him a pussy? He's a maverick, or he was a maverick. Um, it was it was during his run for presidency, oh, and God. I wanted him to be. I wanted his stance to be stronger against the uh, war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm. Oh, please! And he's not going to. It's no, he, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't going to do it, and um, I was young. And I, yeah, I called him the P Ooh. word. Do you regret it? No, mm. I don't regret it. I do regret not recording it. <laughs> I don't think that was an option back oh then. Like there was gosh. no, there was no cell phone. What I do regret is not understanding the nuance of politics. Yeah, mm. nobody. I don't think anybody right? understands like, that. To be honest, come on. I was, I was loud. It's a and, quagmire. Yeah, and, it's not. There's um, no one, one way. I'm not going to talk ill of the dead. I don't think that John McCain was a good man. I just don't think he was terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's important I'm, to kind of, yeah, at the time, I was like, oh, no, fuck you, buddy. I think that that was the last presidential race where, where it was, he was kind of normal. But he was. But no, that's where it's, it started he, going off the rails. I mean, he was saying things that were wacky, but. Yeah. No, he, like, no, he brought in as a running right. That right there just wipes out yes. any moral I, ground I, or common sense and or and that's intelligence. That led us to where we are today. Because he knew what he was doing when he chose that wackadoo partner. He knew exactly because he okay. knew what demographic he right, wanted. But they and didn't I'm not realize gonna, I'm not going to hold moral ground here and say I, I don't remember if it's before or after he chose Palin. But I'm okay. saying before that. I don't oh, know. Okay. Like when people would attack Obama and say he was he was Muslim. No, oh, no, he, he stood up for it. He stood up That was one thing. But did you ever watch that movie That movie about how they picked Palin? Oh, the yes. Run, uh, no. yeah. it's so Front Runner is the name of the yeah. movie, I think. It's insane. It's so good. But it wasn't, it was, yes, he agreed to it, and he's really the final word because he right. was the nominee. But the reasons why they picked him you know were insane. They were he, fucking insane. He would have been the president of the oh, United absolutely. States. I think he would have. 
I think, I he think might so have won. too. He would have won. He would have been the president. But that's what, and they didn't. Thank God. And let's say let's say it was Sarah Palin, Palin is why he didn't win. That was crazy. That was the that opened that was the like crazy. The, the, yeah, that opened of, the of crazy, crazy for candidates. The Pandora's yeah. box was open with that nut, and which allowed Trump to walk in. <sighs> but, also, right. but also because the country is incredibly racist. Yes. So that's another reason. But yes, I mean the more reason. <gasps> but hold on, time out. Oh, we oh. would have never <laughs> elected a black president. If it wasn't for the fact that Sarah Palin was the Iraq, no, I, I think, think the Iraq so. War too. I think, I think loved, that I, I think know. that being in you war, you think everybody loved. Pal- I'm from oh, a conservative oh no, Obama. Area. Oh, okay. yeah, I think, yeah, but conservatives uh, loved Palin. They, they thought she her. was great. Yeah, where I'm from, people love. Yeah, Sarah Palin. to this day, wanted to run for president. Ugh. Well, because she was a loud idiot too. Like yeah. I'm going to tell it like it is, and I'm a was it? What she call herself? Like she was bear. like a hockey the, mom. The, no, the bear. It was a bear. No, mama it, I, bear. I'm, a, I'm some, a hockey mom. Yeah. I'm a pit bull, pit bull with lipstick. lipstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, that's, not, that's not a good thing to call yourself. <laughs> no. But it, it rang true with some of these people who were like no, just look, looking for I, that kind of thing. I grew up in conservative America. And, and you did too. It's, it's, it's always the idiots that are like, I tell yeah. it like it is. Yeah. That doesn't. Don't open your mouth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when someone says, I'm just going to, if you don't no, like it, no, I don't yeah. like they, it. And it's wrong. And you're they, wrong. Like, I'm going to keep it real no matter what happens. You know, those. Just stop no. Yeah. Please. Can we just not keep it real? Those are the people okay. that aren't invited to family oh, yeah, functions. Yeah, you oh, know wait, why? What? She really? has to edit this. I don't know. We, listen, yeah. it's, it's, we're almost at two hours, but yeah. um, there's a whole bunch to cut out. So Yes. You have to edit this. Tina wants us to wrap it up. Yeah. No, we can stay and hang. But okay. yeah, yeah. Just turn I'm going to stay here and raid your cabinet. Uh, yes. So. Go, ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Close it out, lady. Oh, <laughs> thank you guys again for coming on. Yes. Thanks for being here. We thank love you for you. having us. It was a yeah, pleasure. Yeah, we do. We love you. Yes. And check out Little Muck from last week, Desmond Mead. We oh haven't really promoted God. that. Oh my God. Desmond was so Mead was incredible. Yes. And we incredible. Have, yeah. And we have an incredible. amazing uh, Little Muck next week with the incredible yes. Denise Orland. Wonderful. Of, uh, Perfect. Plantation. Yeah. <gasps> So Yay. hey, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs> if you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you.